Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Asher, CEO of LearnCube. And I'm Herbert Goza, founder of HerbertGoza.com. And today we're talking about communities. This is an mm. area that I know we're personally very interested in. Get More Students has its own community at GetMoreStudents.org. Uh, and it's definitely been on my mind. And so many others yeah. as well have been thinking about how do we create communities that become an asset to our business, help us grow our business and how us, help us really kind of take our business to that next level. And we're actually joined by two guests today. Uh, first of all, we have Gabriella Kovacs and Carrie McKinnon. And these are the co-founders of the International Language Coaching Association. And the reason we wanted to have them on the show was particularly to talk about you know, how they went about community in terms of building up their language coaching business. And I think it's going to be really relevant for you to listen in, whether you're in tutoring, language, or anything in between. This is going to be a great conversation. So, Looking Gabriella and yeah, yeah, Carrie, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So, <laughs> Gabriella, why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, what the International Language Coaching Association is and does, because I think that'll give some context about how you went about this uh, this project. Right, okay. So it originates way back pre-COVID, and uh, we met up at a, actually it was a workshop for language coaches with Kerry, and uh, we kind of clicked, we gelled. So right from the start, it's, it's based on, you know, um, mutual goals, interests, things that we're really passionate about, uh, which obviously is language coaching. And uh, we, we found that we have this desire to, to find people who, professionals obviously, who are very much in alignment with the way that we think language coaching is perceived. And immediately we were thinking global. So that was, <laughs> that was a pretty big thing. So we weren't thinking like, okay, well, let's just see who we know in our existing networks and kind of work with them and build something around that. But we immediately saw this sort of potential, I think, of expanding to quite large volume, so to say. Um, and we began reaching out to lots and lots of people right away, and uh, we started building the community. I think from day one, it was it was just one of those things. Carrie, how, how do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I think very much so. How you how you've laid it out, I think. Um, yeah, it's it's it is important to note when we talk about Ilka's origin story, the kind of overall uh, movement of language coaching and how this was. Um, appearing in the language languages world, if you will. So I always like to say it is and was an organic practitioner-led movement, meaning there there were and there are people identifying as language coaches all over the world, you know, without any coach training, most of them very experienced um, teachers. A lot of it's happening in ESL, but it's also happening in other languages. And there are people that are working with learners one-on-one -on -one in groups and business settings and schools, whatever. And they just kind of uh, know and have this sense that the way they've always been taught to teach is not 
necessarily how, um, what they're needing to do, that they're needing something more. And it's veering into this area of what they perceive coaching to be. And so they're seeing themselves and perceiving themselves as language coaches, sometimes without having any coach training at all. Right. And so the, the deal with Ilka was, you know what, let's build the place where they land. Let, let's build something where they see it and they say, oh, we're home. <laughs> this is it. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> it's here. Yeah, I think it's uh, really important for any member of a community, and this is especially um, true for ILCA um, community members, that they can identify with the goals, with the, I don't know, the values of the group that they are joining the community. And I think what, one of the key differences between a group and a community is really having those shared goals, which they are maybe supporting each other with to, to reach to those specific goals. And they don't have to be, you know, very special goals. They can just be, I'm looking for a community where I can be myself, I can identify with, with these goals, and I can work towards them in some sort of partnership with my peers. And I can relate to their problems. I can relate to their um, approach to what we are discussing. And uh, we can have some fun. I think that's also important to, to enjoy what you are doing, enjoy the conversations that you have. So it's not only kind of hard work but you're really going to benefit from it as you develop. So there's also this uh, sort of um, uh, a learning curve in, in everything that you do together. And the main thing is that you're doing it together and not just on your own. So there's a lot of support around it. And that actually blends very much with the coaching mindset. So the community is mirroring the coaching mindset that, that we are basically um, talking about quite a lot in, in talks and webinars. So I just noticed you had some really interesting language there around um, this idea of shared goals and how that differentiates a, a group to a community. And, and clearly that was something that was important to you around this kind of movement idea. Do you think that's quite an important part of building a community? And, and how do you communicate those goals? I, I'd say that, uh, of course, we have a mission statement. We have some um, materials, so to say. We, we have a lot of information about um, what the organization um, has, I mean, the plans, the, the structure, we've got board members, etc. And also what our ideals are for the people who are joining um, the organization. So actually, there's quite a lot of um, information made available. On the website, we also um, talk a lot, we've got our YouTube channel, where people can see whether they identify. I think this identification is, is really a key thing. So whether people say, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's about us. I need to join this community. So you're, you're going to be um, plugging into their in, internal um, needs. So the things that are really relevant, really important, really valuable for them as teachers, and you're offering maybe a twist on that perspective of how they see themselves, their roles, their responsibilities, the, the expectations they have 
short term, long term. And, and these are going to blend very nicely and uh, are going to say quite a lot to these professionals who I, I think nowadays there's a big, big change in how teachers see themselves, educators see themselves and what they expect and what learners expect from them. And they're looking for a community which pulls them in. Uh, I don't know, Carrie? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with that. I think in terms of like where that information lives or how they know to align with the goals, it, you know, for us, it was a matter of building something on our website, as Gabriella mentioned, that our mission statement, you know, like before we had a website, before we were officially formed anything, we had a mission statement written. So we were always mm. very mission oriented because again, this, felt like a movement so for us it was a matter of you know put putting it into words building the place and then when the people get there and when the people find us and this is quite relevant for marketing as well because it, it you know how, how, how do you market to an emerging movement that's not really you know when you get into um seo and all of your analytics and all of that like we we have to sometimes go outside of key terms of of what we do you know because it is something that is emerging and so when people but people do find us they find us all the time every day <laughs> and when they find us we have it created we have it clear for them um and, and we've tried to represent that as best we can in our website and the paths that we can move them through from our landing page to engage with the uh, resources that we have, the, the courses and the free events that we have and our eBooks and, and these kinds of things. So yeah, it's in our mission uh, and it's in the, it's in the DNA of, of what we've created. And that is, you know, why we call ourselves the international language coaching association because community was the whole thing. Pulling, pulling the language coaches together was the mission and is the mission. And yeah. Fantastic. So you had uh, an idea to build a community. You uh, created a mission statement, a very strong one. And I'd love to know what tools and other, other things that you needed to, to uh, initially build kind of the, the first followers, the first members of the community. Yeah, I, absolutely. So we, um, you know, what we do as an online business has gone through many iterations. <laughs> We've learned so much. <laughs> Gabrielle and I both have, you know, background experience and, you know, the kind of more brick and mortar face-to-face uh, -face, as well as online learning. We've both been in that game for a long time, but building an online business is its own thing. And so mm -hmm. the tools and our tech stack and all of that is really, really important to us. Uh, and we've had to get good at it. So really our website is our, you know, it's, it's our store, it's our <laughs> central hub. Um, and yeah, so we've got our website. We tried to build it all there at first. And the first iteration of our community actually was this password protected uh, part of the website that people would, you know, they, they'd pay a little bit extra and get into this, um, to this area that we called the members only zone, which is actually mm -hmm. what we call our full community now. But, you know, at that time, that's all we had. So we had like a Facebook group as well. That was important because we saw mm. this need when we're live online kind of training people and introducing these concepts 
We don't want to lose them afterwards. We still want to continue to engage with them. We want to accompany them on this. We want to learn from them and what they're doing out there in the world after following this training. And uh, so we would try to drive people to our Facebook group. Um, but right. I, we had this, you know, we, we need the community. We need it. And so we built a part of the website that we called the Moz, the Members Only Zone. That was, those were great. Those were early days. Those were great days. However, what that was and what it turned into was a content repository. Okay. There's okay. nothing wrong about that, but it was somewhere that language coaches could go to get kind of, you know, the PDFs and the, these like tools that they needed to um, continue to develop sometimes to, you know, use before they speak to learners, whatever. So these, they were beneficial um, pieces of content and there for them, it still was not a community. There was no main uh, area. There was no, chat function for them they couldn't post anything in it and mm -hmm. uh, that was all still in our facebook group and uh, so it took it took us a while honestly a trial and error and trying out and then looking that was all pre this huge surge in online community building software right mm -hmm. so we were a little bit ahead or th those things were emerging but we hadn't met each other yet if you will right Got it. And, and so then we um then we did. <laughs> it was that thing. The online community building became such a movement in and of itself. And then like, yeah, I think I joined a, some kind of professional women's networking community or something like this for business. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was like, this, this, this is what I want, you know? And then even that, because a lot of these community software will, will be, you know, branded for the company as ours is, right. you know, it's kind of hosted on a subdomain. You don't see the logo of our software, the software that we use anywhere. Um, so it took me a while to figure out, okay, what am I using and where is it? And how mm -hmm. do I do this? And then once we did, it was absolutely full steam ahead. And um, so, yeah, so now you have to leave our website, you go to a subdomain, we didn't love that at first, right? But now we're completely used to it. And our community lives and, and is, and when I visualize it, it's in a separate place than our website, you know? And our website now serves its function to, um, to output uh, the things that we believe are the most important uh, to get to our community, to get to people that are coming. But then within the community, we have something quite different. It's got a different flavor. It's got a different mm -hmm. um, vibe. There's a different tone. That's mm -hmm. really what I'm trying to say there. Um, different sure. level of interaction with Gabriella and myself. And yeah. How did that transition from, like, would you recommend that people start with a Facebook group uh, as a first go? Or would you recommend just go straight to your own kind of community software if you had to do it again? I, I don't think they need it. No, the, the Facebook group. I don't think they need it. I think if you're really if you're thinking okay. about build a community, build a community. <laughs> mm. I, that that's my opinion, Gabriella. I don't know. Hmm. That that's a tricky one because on Facebook I'm I'm present not only through Ilka but also through my own Facebook profile. So I see the advantages of having Facebook presence, I say that that's important. I mean, social media, I mean, you can't avoid it. I mean, that, that's right. one of the main places where you actually um, can share all your great and wonderful and valuable ideas with people who are interested. But Facebook group, yeah, I, I think that's not really the most 
important things that you would want to focus on. So it, it's become secondary to a lot of other platforms which are emerging. At least that's what I see. But but I'm also part of some Facebook groups which are really good. So, you know, I mean, mm. it, it depends to where and how you identify with. Once again, it's about the values of that group. I, I think we, we've created the values of our ILCA group on a separate platform, which is not Facebook. Yeah, I guess you're always trading off like convenience. People are already mm. on Facebook and it's easy to find and easy to jump on and there's like no friction versus mm. like taking somebody that extra little bit of effort to, to go and find you each time. I, I was kind of curious as well. Um, did you see a big drop off in your ability to get people to sign up for your community between, you know, that transition? You, you probably knew how many people you were getting in the Facebook group, and then when you changed to a your this professional um, community group, did you notice a big drop off, or, or no. and, and maybe even an increase in quality? I'm not too sure. No, I, I think it's important to kind of to say we, we never, you know, we weren't using a marketing strategy of like let's widely cast on Facebook and drive people into the Facebook group, right? Like we, like I've said a couple of times, we've always had people coming to us. And so our website is somewhere that people get driven from the website into the community. So our Facebook group, the reason why we, we didn't love it and it wasn't a huge focus for us. And, and thank you, Gabriella, for mentioning, we are on Facebook, we do social media, we have a page, um, mm. but we had this group and the engagement in it was not what we wanted it to be. And a lot of times it was just like us posting, you know, mm -hmm. to them and they would maybe comment, would maybe not, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so for us, it became about this thing of like the intentionality behind it. We wanted our community members when they were coming to our community to have the intention with interacting with other language coaches with the intention of being there, not scrolling Facebook and maybe or maybe not seeing a notification about something we posted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's all about how you communicate. So we, we didn't have a drop when we migrated from one to the other because I think it was communicated quite well through newsletters, emails, etc. So it's also about your, your secondary communication, I don't know, primary, whatever, um, yeah. communication that you have about this sort of change or any kind of modification that you have. So it was quite clear to um, members of our community that this was going to take place. We um, explained what the benefits were, why we are doing this to serve them. So in, in a way, it's like, you know, serving, catering for their needs. And if, if that works well, so if you've done your research, if you've done, I don't know, any form of surveying what they're looking for, then it's, it's just going to click and they're, they're going to, you know, like duck to water. So that sort of thing is going to work really well. And it has actually. So we've got uh, much more engagement here. And um, I think one of the most important things is that we should never forget whether we like it or not, but communities love to get together. So organizing different events online or live to supplement, to keep the, the community live, I think that's essential. So it's not enough, okay, plonk people into a platform and let them kind of do their thing and, and occasionally nudge them with some input. 
So that that doesn't work. I think that that's a, a clear indication of sooner or later things are just going to drop the engagement, especially. But to to keep these alive in a way, to keep um, the engagement high, you really need to reinforce the I don't know the the interaction that people have with each other in different forms. So not only there. So I, I think you have to kind of move out of it and back. So there's a dynamic to it, which will keep the the constant engagement. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that that's why we're organising things like I don't know conferences. We, we've got one up coming up soon. Also, um, doing monthly, bi-monthly, free yeah. events paid events, free events. So I, I think it's it's about having this spectrum of things. But you've you've got this core hub, as as Carrie said. I think hub is a pretty good word for it. So you've you've got this platform where everyone can reach the other one. They're organizing their own things, which is I think a, a, yeah. an amazing spin-off. They've got their own individual um, projects which they're working on and this all mm -hmm. evolved through getting to know each other through our trainings and then communicating on this platform yeah. and coming up with their own unique idea of what they want to be focusing on and having the opportunity to discuss that. And now they're completely separately organizing their own stuff, which is, I, I think that that's a really amazing spinoff. Well, I was just going to say, like, to me, that's, that's my kind of, thermometer for how successful we are with this community is when they interact with each other when they initiate posts in the community without us you know mm. so similar to how if you're working with a group of learners right and you want them speaking to each other you don't want it always pinging back to the the trainer or the the coach or whatever um, you want them to be enthralled in this thing together uh, that is the temperature that we take in the community as well as how much, yeah, are they um, starting projects or coming to the community to ask the questions, to get yeah. support? Um, that's mm -hmm. our meter of success, if you will. Yeah. Just on I that. Think... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just wondering on the metrics that you cover, uh, mm -hmm. did you, I mean, that sounds like a great thermometer in terms of people interacting but do you have any measure like metrics that you look at maybe even the software provides some reporting and which which indicators do you believe in oh yeah the software does provide pretty extensive um reporting one of the things and and this this becomes relevant as well i'll say the most important indicator that i use from that um so all of our courses, I mentioned earlier that, you know, Ilka is an online business, it's been this, it, we reiterate, reiterate, reiterate what we're doing, as well as with our courses and how our course delivery and our community is also our course delivery platform. And that's one of the reasons why we love our community software so much, because we truly believe that like it's, it's helped to make our courses even better and presented this opportunity to potential learners to start a course anytime to sign up and to begin leading their own learning journey. And then we still do like a weekly live with them because it's extremely um, important to our learners for ILCA. Um, so the, the metric that I use and that, that kind of piece of hard data, um, definitely I'll go in the course platform and look at the people that have signed up, how, what percentage of the course they have finished. 
Okay. And then I will, if I see someone that's like under, you know, 50% and they've been in there for a couple months, I myself will message them and just say, Hey, I noticed that, you know, you've not really been able to complete much of your course, what's going on, whatever, and, and reach out to them directly and, you know, start conversations and just, you know, be a human <laughs> with the people that have, uh, you know, given us their hard earned money to be in this thing and ask them what's going on. Yeah. Nice. I think uh, that is definitely the dream scenario for anyone building a community is is when uh, the community members start engaging themselves and organizing projects and meeting up possibly in real life. Uh, I'm interested to know when that happened in your journey, like how many members did it take or how long did it take for that kind of tipping point? Oh, well, <laughs> You know, honestly, in terms of what Gabrielle had mentioned, the shoot off, we have we have our learners right now that are using our platform, if you will, with Ilka, using what we've built to launch something that benefits their journey as language coaches and will benefit learners because we, um, you know, we're working with people that are training to be language coaches, you know, the, the end learner definitely benefits by what we do, but we don't speak directly to them. And so we have a group of language coaches that we've trained that is leading this entire initiative to work with learners directly and to offer free coaching sessions. And they're doing this because they want to spread it. They want to get it out. They want that experience and feedback themselves. Right. And so they've completely come up with this and piloted this and whatever. So, and this just, this is in process now we're launching it. So I would say it took us around two years to get to that point where we have such a targeted and um, focused uh, project like that, that is learner led. Now, in terms of people using the community to post and and go there and initiate their own posts and come there for support, um, I would say it wasn't. It's true that it was not immediate with the community. At first, there was a lot of leading that we had to do. Mm. You know, we we chose the subjects like we have it organized into subjects that they can follow. And we would do like a monthly live event in the community that was extra to all the other free, you know, live events that we do mm-hmm. on Ilka. And so um, I would say all of that stuff happened in about the first maybe six to eight months it took of that kind of thing until people really started to see it more. And it's still a work in progress. And Mm. frankly, you can't ever stop caring or stop showing up in the community, you know? Um, Yeah. They can't even with all the members and all the information and it being the the course hub and all of that, if you're not somehow animating Mm. and leading and present in a community you know i heard someone describe it once not our community but another person who has an online community a business owner very popular one that said you know yeah it can become a sad little ghost town Mm. you know if you're not constantly in there um but again thermometer meter of success is how much you're having to initiate within Mm. it, you know? So being in there could also look like if someone does post, you definitely respond and respond quickly, (laughs) you know? And then that kind of triggers for other people to get these notifications Mm. that this conversation is happening. Just, you know. Are you typically posting like every day or is that what you used to do? Or what's the cadence that you felt worked for Mm. your community? You know, in the beginning, we ha- it was very structured. We had like a monthly 
theme in the community and then a weekly poll and on this day it was this and on this day it was that and and so no we are we are not doing that now i generally like to check in in the community on a monday and kind of hey how's everybody doing you know like i look at it as kind of like my my little online um, co-working space and just kind of open up that conversation for people to check in as well. And it'll notify everyone when something goes out. Um, I do believe that weekly is a great, um, a great pace to mm -hmm. initiate some kind of conversation if it's not happening in there for us, that's been fine. Um, mm -hmm. However, it is true. You know, once a conversation starts, getting back to it daily is quite important. You know, if someone's posted something, responding that day, going back the next day, the third day, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then hitting up posts that maybe someone posted and you missed it and no one saw it and it was four days ago, making sure that you uh, respond to that and then keep going back to follow up on the conversation. So, yeah. Have you found the need to have a community manager or moderator? Um, in the community to just monitor things and uh, initiate conversations when uh, both of you are maybe not uh, in front of your desktop? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have experience with that. We, d we did have a, um, a community manager at some point. Mm -hmm. um, it was someone that was working for us internally that would, would also be in that. We had some of our initial community members as well that took on that role and committed sure. to you know what, I want to help build this thing because I want to benefit from it and um, would respond to posts and, and all of that. And right now it is more kind of happening uh, on its own. You know, like I right. said, it was maybe a weekly genuine post from us. Um, and I will say also <clears throat> there's the conversational post. So you can do like a poll and a check-in and a how are you. So that might happen uh, the once a week kind of pace. And then a lot of times we're dropping content in there as well. So we'll drop a content into the stream because we do have content. Um, every time we have an event as well, we go in there and we, we post that in there. So um, at this moment, no, we don't have a specific uh, community uh, post you know, member. We, we do sure. that ourselves and we have community members that at this point also have been in there long enough and yeah, they're doing it. Right. Well, the, the good thing about it is that it's not much of an effort, actually. So we, we don't really feel yeah. the need that we need that mm -hmm. at this point, because it is quite um, self-directive in, in that the people in the community themselves can be also bringing in their own questions, their own, you know, success stories, or if they've got some kind of challenging situation. So the good thing is that it's a very versatile sort of um way of looking at the topic which is language coaching and there are so many different ways that people are approaching it and and this sort of platform this sort of community is is open to everything so the the less we limit so in the beginning we were as as carrie said we were more limiting and and trying to you know follow certain threads but the less we're trying to to limit the the themes, the the ideas, the the responses in any way, I think it, it gives much more freedom. Once again, something which is very much in alignment with with what coaching actually has as as is as its core um, belief or or one of the core um, competencies that you have to be working with as, as a coach. 
So I think in, in the beginning, you, you would funnel like, what do you think of this topic? Then, then it would suddenly broaden out and there would be different responses, different ideas flooding in. And then towards the end of like a stream or a thread of, of conversation, there would be more specific outcomes. So actually there, there's an abundance, there's a richness of conversation much more if you're less limiting than, than if you are. So I don't know whether I'm answering any question, but, but that's what I said. So. I love that. I think you said that very well, actually. Thank you. We're coming up to some of our last questions. Uh, so what I, I think you've touched on it now, but now that you've had a bit of a chance to kind of talk on it, what would you say are the key things you would look for in any kind of platform where you create your community? Oh. <clears throat> I think, I think for the software and the platform, it needs to do what you need it to do. We would not, there, there's a lot of, there are more options now than there have ever been. And most of them are really good. I'm not going to throw shade at a single one, but I have done hours and hours and hours of research on, you know, course platform software and community building software. And so our community does both of those things. And that is absolutely intentional because that's what's important to us. Right. There are some communities that might have all other kinds of bells and whistles, but they don't have the same course platform. And so mm. we would never even consider using them. Um, are, you, are you comfortable saying which one you use? Yeah, we use Mighty Networks. Oh, great. Okay. So we're actually great. playing with the same with the Get More Students uh, uh, community. But I'm like, while you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got to try these different What things. is it? What is it? <laughs> how, do use this? how do we create this community? No, you can just yeah. That's how it was, you know, and I got pretty involved with them um, in the beginning when, when we launched this, that like they offered these master classes for community creators and actually um, Gina Bianchi's their CEO and, and she was like accessible in her community as well, you know, and we Amazing. exchanged messages and yeah, like I really um, believe in what they're doing. It, is it a hundred percent? I love every single aspect of it. Absolutely not. But no SaaS is going to be like that. Mm. No software that you're finding ready-made is going to be like that for you. Um, however, for the course, uh, the course engine that's in it, it mm. has been a game changer for us because we can have people that can start at any time of the day, any time of the year, they can sign up and they can begin to access this content. It's also changed again, how we deliver this, you know, it's flipped our entire model on its head. It's not really yep. long live training sessions with PowerPoints anymore. It's beautiful <laughs> graphics. It's bite-sized learning. It's like smaller videos. Um, the, the modules and the way it's laid out are very clear. So for us, that has been lovely. It also, in terms of engagement, this is something I was thinking, it drives people it drives our learners to the community, you know, so our learners are not separate from the community at all because they need to be in the community to access their courses <laughs> and to access the recordings of the weekly live sessions and to get to the link for the um, events that we run for those live sessions as well. So it makes people use the community, which is great. Great. Yeah. I think it's just an added asset of mm -hmm the way people view learning as such so it's not like one big chunk of time 
yeah which which people just can't commit to yeah. and we we went through this so it, it was it was quite difficult to to move from this two hour or three hour ppt let's go through the slides that that was me i know that was me i'm guilty um but move, moving into and and that's carrie's thing um okay let's chunk it up and i was like no 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 it's got to be one 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 training you know and then we realized actually that that there there are going to be more sign ups so there are a lot more benefits because people are actually feeling that it's more accessible and also they can commit to that sort of timing scheduling in in their very busy work life and they they can actually once again it's about flexibility so are they feeling that the platform is working with them for them instead of they have to work to be able to fit into whatever platform we're working with so it's just about you know changing that dialogue for them so that they feel involved it sounds like you've kind of gone into that last question really which is this idea of like what would you do differently or what mm -hmm. mistakes would you try and avoid or what would you kind of recommend our listeners do if they're kind of building their own communities be brave <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah i think take the opportunity that that's all yeah yeah what i would do differently in terms of the community building is um i would not give away a lot of free community seats and that not being about the money but being about that intentionality of building your tribe building the people and giving people the opportunity mm -hmm. to exchange money for their own focus and engagement because that that can you know some people need that they need to pay for mm -hmm. something to make it matter in their life as opposed to well I'll just sign up and it's free you know i'm i'm one of those people you know so um and in the beginning, when we migrated people over from the Facebook page, we had like some free um, members that we kind of just built in there because we wanted to have the community and whatever. Um, and I think that's fine if those people are going to be super engaged and you know that for certain. We didn't. We just migrated what we had in that uh, content repository from our website and then maybe a couple people from the Facebook group. And um, so I wouldn't do as much of that. You know, build build the community from the beginning. If you're going, if if it is a paid community, um, then yeah, build build it from the beginning. Build it the right way. Don't you don't have to give it away. Well, this is uh the end of our session with you today, but you've got some exciting you know plans coming up ahead, and I know one of the the events you've got I'm particularly interested. So tell us about that. So we are hosting right. the first international language coaching conference in London. Uh, London, England on July 2nd. And um, it's going to be, you know, a full day with, again, a huge focus on community, on network. We're really excited about this, guys. We have, you know, got people coming from different continents, <laughs> from very far afield to come to London. And it is kind of this uh, central meeting point for us. Well, that is a good way to finish. So make sure you look up the uh, the conference. You can check it out on their homepage, uh, which is at internationallanguagecoaching.com and uh, look into that. But they've got some, some great stuff. And from us, Herbert, where can they find you? Uh, at our website, herbertgerzer.com. 
And if you're interested in a virtual classroom and online school software, you can find us at learncube.com. But particularly our new community as well is, as, as these guys <laughs> are saying, we're really trying to build that out, which is at getmorestudents.org. And I've learned an absolute ton from, from you uh, today. So thank you so much, Carrie and Gabriella. So thanks again all and see you later. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Thank you.